Ready, go. Hi, guys. We're here. Hello, audience. Hey. <laughs> it's your portal. You got a smile on your crew. face, Sonia. It's your portal's live crew. Don't Join us. My thunder, just because you come from down under. I don't live down under. <laughs> I live up on top, oh, not down oh, under. Oh. Portals. Where we blow your mind. It's portals. We can do it this we time. Do it all the time. Be safe. Our audience is not in the United States primarily now, is it? Well, there are some people that are awake at this hour, but I believe our Sydney audience now. is beginning to come online. Sydney people, if you're watching, you got to share it. I know we're escorting we're, you to your dinner right now. They're beginning to come online now. They're having dinner right now. So they're literally getting steak on their plate while they, while they wait. wait. Two forms of steak. This steak and... That's that steak. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, our Spotify audience. It is me, your host, Shania Ennis. And joining me is the leadership of Talk New York, starting with Pastor Tony Cassis. Hello. Pastor standing on my lead. <laughs> oh, well. I, go I got me. an elevation. <laughs> oh, jeez. I did. I was elevated. Pastor <laughs> Nathan Cassis. Duh. Oh, jeez. Why did I say I, duh? No. Because we want to welcome Russia to the Portals family. Oh, wow. yay! Russia? Wow. Last month we welcomed Serbia. This month we welcome Russia. How wow. interesting. Oh, it's not amazing. Mm. Woo. Continue. And Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a party in here today. All right. So if you guys are just joining us, welcome. Hopefully you are from listening from a country we don't have on our list yet. But if you are from a country that we have on our list, welcome anyway. Um, we are naming this portal Whole Truth. Mm. And let's play on the word H-O-L-E. H O L E. Yes, the. Uh, no, no, the. No uh, D. Mm, no, mm, D. no, exit out. Whole truth. Got whole it. Truth. Whole truth. Everybody say it with me. <gasps> whole whole truth. truth. There we go. So, Pastor Tony, in Portal's fashion, please bless us with the word that you have given unto what? us today. I don't know if mine's got anything to do fine. with holes. Well, yours is the truth that we're building upon. Yes. Oh, okay. That the people have holes in because they want to feel the hole to feel the truth. Uh. I, I actually want to call it feel the hole. 
Fill the hole. Feel I don't know what you're talking hole. about, but I will, <laughs> I will buy Feel some. the hole. Can you guys hear me? Am that I brings yes. the truth. Yes. I don't think. Make sure they hear me because when I play it back in the wow, car. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right. There he's we getting, go. He's getting fasty now. That's, uh, no, that's called whining. <laughs> <laughs> a form not, of manipulation. It's, what I just it's not called dining. It's up. called whining. Okay. We're going we gonna to wind you up, Pastor Tony. There you go. Speak for us. Hello, everyone. There we go. Anyway, hey. um. Uh, we finished up our faith series teaching in both the morning and evening services this Sunday. And I think most people got encouraged on how to walk in like deeper faith. I think you had about 30 people, didn't you? In the morning service, yeah. No, I meant – oh, sorry. I was talking about um, the other – Meeting you had in the afternoon. Oh, in between we had our intro to church life. Where oh, okay. Yeah. To that talked on faith a, too. That was actually a good, good meet. Yeah, there was about thirty people there. That's good. So we very good. Pastor is talking about the introduction to church life, which is something that we conduct for members who've been members for like twelve months or less, basically, and and new members wanting to understand the culture and dynamic of our church. Yep. And it's really important because we all get on the same page. We all understand some of the customs and the, um, you know, the, the, the subculture of Talk New York. So that was good. So thanks for reminding me, Pastor Rob. Um, been, it's been a busy day for me, actually. Yeah. Um, so this morning and this evening, we, we spoke about the last three steps of the five-step um, stages of faith. And so... We built upon the first two stages, which is hearing God and believing God. And then after believing God, we start to speak uh, the word. So I, I put it in a very simple way. Hear the word, believe the word, speak the word, then walk the word. And last of all, wait on the word. And so we did those last three steps um, today in the evening and in the morning service. So, and I think uh, what I shared about speaking the word is really important because, you know, when you believe something enough, you'll start to tell people. Mm. You'll let people know what God is about to do in That's order good. to glorify God when the word comes to pass. And this is what the prophets did. They, they saw vision and they believed what they saw, and they eventually, um, you know, proclaimed what they saw for the world to witness what God was about to do. And so speaking the word is important. We spoke about the creative part of speaking as, yeah. as people filled with the Holy Spirit. When, when we speak forth what God has given us in vision, we're actually creating and assisting that creation process or that collapsing yes. process that Pastor Nate's going to talk on as we go forward tonight. And then um, walking the word, you know, I, I explained Soda. that everybody uh, requires, uh, sorry, faith requires action. It's not just a matter of believing. There comes a time uh, where you act on what you believe. In Abraham's case, it was counting the stars at night. Mm. It was to activate faith. And 
He would count the grains of sand, you know, um, during the day. And the other act of faith that Abraham um, He'd never engaged. never run out of counting, would he? That's right. Um, as long as he kept counting, God was giving him children. Um, wow. Wow, that's powerful. And then walking through the land, the Lord told him, wherever you your foot treads, I will give you as an inheritance and your, and your children after you. And so this is why he was a nomad for most of his life. He, he kept roaming through the land of Canaan up and down, knowing that one day his, his descendants would possess that land and they would be given that land as an inheritance forever. And God is beginning to activate that promise yet again, 1948. Israel became a a nation and they came back to the land of promise and they've been um, settled there as a as a nation for now over 50 years and so well 70 years actually and so God is really starting to move on that promise and so um, that was basically what we taught tonight and and um, just not a little correction in it that even though it became a nation in '48, it was uh, it started in a board in a committee room in '47. So that's okay, yeah. when it was actually birthed. '47. Yeah, and then it was uh, you know the fulfilment of that birth was in '48. And we'll just clarify, you know, the relationship and the fulfilment is for. The nation of Israel, mm. not the nation of Israel, the West Bank and the border of Gaza. Just want to put that out there. He's got something on his mind. Okay. If you get it, you get it. But um, what you guys, I think, are going to go deeper into is how, um, in. In, in the spirit, when God speaks, he's talking about an event or a thing that doesn't yet exist to us, but to him it's already a reality. So maybe it's, it comes down to, uh, you know, in the depth of it all, it's uh, why it works, why it works and how it works. And I think that's going into it deeper because, uh, you know, if we play on the surface... We become, become, become to this place, we do, where we're trying to make it happen. We try really hard because we want it to happen. Mm. You know? You get into it, you get and, into and it. And we get, to, we get uh, some movement there, but we don't get the, the structure. We don't get the framework of it. Oof. We don't get the framework, you know? And so we need the framework. For it to be uh, secure. Mm. And I, I think that's what you're going to share, Rob, a little bit. And that is the working of the heart. Yeah. And, and my statement is... Uh, Learning what role emotion yeah. has to play yeah. in miracles and promises yeah. coming to pass. For yeah. so long as Christians, we've taught, um, you know, the gospel of emotionalism is something that is, you know, bad and also we've taught that emotions are the flesh. And mm. I mean, I've even taught this on portals and the uh, in the course that I'm doing the Lord's had my theology rewired 
And so when we come back after the break, I want to talk about what heart faith is versus head faith. Yeah. I mean, I think Thomas, when he said, like, you know, yeah, I think think when Thomas, what Pastor will share later, I think he actually exercised head faith, not heart faith. Yeah, and I think that just you said we're going to come back in the break in a minute. But let's uh, remember we played on the word H-O-L-E, whole. So I I deliberately did that because uh, that is not a good feeling. That is not a good emotion. That is, um, unless I experience it, unless I feel it, not see it, it's feel it. It wasn't the big deal to see it. It was to literally shove my fist in there and feel it, that that there's a hole there. Uh, I'm not going to believe I can't you're, believe. you're talking about the hole or, or in Jesus' side. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Just and, so that people know. Oh, okay. Yes, definitely. And that's, but if they know the story of Thomas, they should be able to pick that up pretty quick. But the thing is. They better it, not be doubting Thomas's. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and so uh, with that, <laughs> sorry, I want to bring it in to the relevance of what is taking place today to do with uh, changing our mind about what we believe, you know? Which Nothing. really brings us to the question, we'll go to break. Yeah. Did you really Keep believe it in the first place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Did you really believe it in the first place? No. Okay, yes. let's go to a okay, break. Okay, we're going to go on break. Okay, we're going to go we're on break started. because you guys got to grab your tools. And the only tool you need right now is your Bible. All right? So go get your Bible, come back, and we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the Portals Podcast with Dr. Robin Cassis and with Annie Chanel and with Pastor Nathan and with Pastor Tony Cassis. We'll see you soon. gonna jingle but you you brought it down that's no, all right <laughs> the moment is gone oh wow we'll bring it back <laughs> right it could be redeemed <gasps> hello guys of course it can but can it uh <laughs> we're but playing on words here yeah you hear it you hear it okay guys hopefully you have your two belts of the bible um with you side by side always take this journey to find whole Truth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tell us the story for those who might, as you suggested, might not know a little bit about the story, about the process of Thomas. Can you just give us some preface, please, before we jump into this gymtastic conversation? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, These words are big tonight. We've we've been sharing on, on faith. Um, and some of the men and women of of the Bible who were great people of faith, but they didn't all start with great faith. Abraham laughed when God said, I'm going to give you a son through Sarah. He went, ah, 
I'm already 90 years old. How that's how is that going to happen? Can you do that? Right. <laughs> how do you laugh? How do you laugh? He laughed like this. <laughs> oh my god. I think he might laugh a bit. Because the the suggestion was ridiculous when Abraham heard it because he knew he was way over the time limit and his wife was way over the time limit uh, of bearing children. It was an impossibility that only God could make a possibility. Um, the, the 12 apostles of the early church did not all start with great faith. In fact, they all were in disbelief when Jesus was resurrected from the dead and Mary Magdalene and the other two Marys were proclaiming his resurrection and none of the apostles believed them. Even after Peter ran with John to the the tomb and found the stone rolled away and there was no, the, the Lord's body was not in the tomb, they were still not believing like they ought. And then finally, finally Jesus appeared to them in physical form and he had scars in his body. Remember, uh, the resurrected Christ did not have blood keeping him alive. He was alive by the Spirit of God. Amen. And so he still had scars, open scars, and he had a hole in his side where the soldier pierced his, you know, beneath his rib. And so that also was an open wound, but it wasn't bleeding. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason why we bring that up is Thomas heard, heard several times from the women and then some of the men who saw the Lord, every apostle saw the Lord except Thomas, and Thomas made the statement, unless I stick my fingers in his hands and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Mm. Right? And so when the Lord <laughs> did appear to the twelve together, he said, he said to Thomas, come, put your hand, you know, your fingers in my hands. <laughs> he said, flesh and bone, Right? He said, a spirit doesn't have flesh and bone as I do. But then he rebuked him. He said, stick your hand in my side. He said, Thomas, you believe because you've seen. Blessed are those who believe and do not see. And so that's what we mean by whole faith. It was, it was Thomas's, it was really a, um, a sarcastic term Thomas had to put his hand in the hole in Jesus' side. So Thomas didn't want the W-H-O. truth, meaning he wanted the, the hole as in hole healed sign, you know, but he wanted the whole truth. The whole, whole in Jesus' truth. side, yeah. Very good. And I think that that comes down to motive. Was it for the sake of Jesus? Oh, no. or was it for the sake of Thomas? Uh, You're going straight a for that. And I think that that's important because that's how the church is behaving today, Ooh. Pastor. That's exactly how the church is behaving today. Mm. And that's... It's like a topic of I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Yeah. It's not even see it, feel it. Yeah. Mm. Because it wasn't the seeing, it was the feeling. Which mm. I want to come in now with how the correct order of feeling should be incorporated into your life. Yeah. Because if you're believing it 
if you're only believing it when you feel it, the correct order, what I'm learning about emotions is your emotions as are a result of the picture on which you gaze upon in your mind's eye, in your heart's mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right feeling should be a result of seeing. Seeing should be a result of knowing. You know in your heart of hearts, you believe God, you hear God, you believe God, you speak, you see, and because you speak, you see, you feel. See, Thomas wanted to feel to believe so he could see. Mm, 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 mm. So catch what I'm saying. Catch what I'm saying. Say that again. That was so good. Thomas wanted to feel to believe so he could see. Yeah. But God wants you to see. Well, first he wants you to believe. Then he wants you to see into that fifth dimension. And as a result, what you see now produces a, which is a new term we're going to start speaking in talk language, elevated emotion. Mm. I'm actually learning through my course that we have done this thing in Christendom where we have called emotion the flesh. Evil. Evil. <laughs> Can God, wait, I ask this question. Can your life be led by emotion? Shanae, you're smiling at me because, you know, this is a big question for you. <laughs> the answer is yes. yes. I was going to say no. See, I was going to say That's what we were taught. Because that's what, that's we've, what been we've, taught we've been taught. Because we've been taught, and this is why, and I'm going to say it, this is why we find it so easy to call God a hard taskmaster because we think he has no emotion. We're like that servant that said, I know you're a hard man. And so because you're a hard man, I'm afraid of you. And so with what you've given me, I'm going to bury it in the ground. So we put a judgment on God based on this false theology that he doesn't feel He doesn't have a soul. He doesn't have a mind, will and emotions, but he does because we're made in his image. Every part of us is likened unto him. I can feel you. He has great ah. character. So because we have robbed him of having emotion, we've settled for a religious gospel that said feeling is either demonic or flesh. And we have robbed ourselves of the full expression of the abundance in Christ and the life that he died to give us. You know, I'm learning that you can't live life fully until you let your emotions be fully manifested. Oh, you open up in a can of worms here. <laughs> How much are we allowed to feel? I will <laughs> clarify. Yeah, clarify. now I'm not feeling it. No, because see, your feeling <laughs> has to clarify. be... clarify. Your Amen. feeling has to be led yeah. by your pictures. Yeah. Right pictures. Because what you picture will develop what you feel. That's See, Jesus <laughs> Jesus did this immediately when he says in the word of God in Isaiah. See, God speaks in pictures. So he says, you know, come let us reason together. The yeah. key word there, together. Right? So basically he's saying, bring your knowledge, bring what you're seeing But don't let that be the end of it. Let's go to the next step. Submit what you're seeing to me and let me give you now my reasoning. See, another false gospel is we always think that we have to do away with our reasoning. No, God wants to take your reasoning and inject his spirit-filled picture into it. 
Otherwise, if it's done away with and it's all him, again, that's religion. It's all him doing the work. I said it tonight. He wants you to fight because he fights. Mm. So he wants you to get into the battle. But the key is after we submit that to him, come let us reason together. What does he say in the next verse? Though your sins be as scarlet. What does he say after that? They shall be as white as snow. What's he doing? He's painting a picture. picture. He's painting a picture of what he's injecting in. And when we have a godly picture, it wells up godly, elevated emotion. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that's the kingdom of God. Those are emotions. Yeah. That's the kingdom of God, the fullness of it. You can't have the fullness of it unless you have his kingdom emotion. And this is really important because we were talking last night and I was, I was discussing with Pastor Robin what I was learning. And this is so powerful. Clear intention, right, elevated by kingdom emotion will produce a miracle. Yeah. When God shows you his clear intention, he elevates it by his emotion, it produces a miracle. I'll give you a biblical example. Matthew yeah. 14, 14. Jesus, with compassion, healed. The emotion, elevated kingdom emotion of compassion was the carrier wave on which... Could be the bridge. Could be the bridge from the fifth dimension to the third dimension to release the miracle. Because yeah. he was moved with compassion, that opened the door and that was what literally carried the miracle. You talked about it tonight with that bell on the back of the, you know, the priest. It carried the miracle from the fifth dimension to the third dimension. The next statement is really, really... That's interesting, from the fifth to the there third. There it is. The next statement is really, really a rebuke. Sometimes we don't see miracles happen because we don't pray with compassion. Yeah. Because what we're praying, we're praying with prejudgment. And we're praying with duty. We're praying with duty, obligation. Yeah. We're praying out of, you know, yeah, I have to do this. We're praying with preconceived ideas. Jesus moved with compassion, healed. So compassion, emotion was literally the door that opened the spiritual realm to carry the glory of God and produce that miracle. Now, why that is important with what you're saying is if we're like Thomas and we let our emotions lead us rather than letting um, the picture, picture that we see lead our emotions to lead us, then we will always want to put our hand in the side to feel the whole if it's real. Yeah. yeah. I just said a whole lot of things. You did. They're very you good. Did. But it's okay. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, okay, so you So you can you can be led by your emotions. Times. When your emotions are led by God. There's the key. There's the key. There's the key. I think you're opening uh, up a chapter in our lives that we need to have open, do you? Yeah, of course. I'm telling you. Of course. And so um, in my teaching with uh, with Mark and to do with the abiding um, communion, but mainly to do with that, uh, it was all about pictures. Our pictures are wrong. We've been seeing wrong pictures and therefore... We give a we get a wrong message. 
very, very much. Yeah, and we were talking about passion. Yeah. You know, and there's a key passion ingredient. Passion is an important word for me. Yeah, whatever you have passion for, you can produce. If you have passion for evil, you can produce evil. If you have passion for good, you'll produce good. And that happens. Yeah, and God... And it does happen. God hates... I'm learning this, Shania, and I only started like, you know, two weeks ago, but it's starting to blow my mind. God hates lack of emotion. He hates you shutting down. Yeah. He hates indifference. indifference. Yeah. Because when you show indifference, you're literally saying that um, I don't need to respond. You're going against your created function because you're saying, eh, I'm lukewarm. And the scripture says you're either hot or you're cold. Otherwise, I'll spit you out of my mouth. I think another word for it is neutral. Yeah. I'm neutral. That means I don't think. It means I don't feel. So if you don't feel, you're not going to get a good picture. Yes. You're not going to get a good picture. Yeah. And so the thing is that I wanted to bring forward was... um, and uh, I think you can then please explain about the heart function. Yeah, because in, let, let you me. can't get into your heart until you get into yeah. living with emotion. Yeah. And and we need to know the reason why and how God created the heart yeah. and, and the physics of it all. Yeah. yeah, that's really important. But what I really wanted to bring forward is to do with, for whose sake? Yeah, this is powerful. For whose sake was this for when Doubting Thomas <laughs> made that statement? It's very, very important because it really locates a man's motive. It locates it. And so, you know, how could he get a picture? With that motive where it was, how could he? I know he got it in the end, mm-hmm. but there was just so much graciousness of God. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it comes back to what God is saying through the prophetic ministry today. Mm-hmm. And that is being challenged for what Motive. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Pastor. We're going to take a quick break before we answer those questions. Did you have a, co- a quick comment, Pastor Tony? I was going to say Thomas didn't see Jesus crucified. Mm. He wasn't there. Yeah. And so he didn't see the spear go through his side. All of that was spoken to him. So for him to ask, you know, unless I no. stick my finger in his no. hand and then put my hand in his side. Do you think that was right? No, no, I was saying he, he's like got a double whammy of unbelief. Oh, yes. Because yes, yes. he didn't I see it. You were he didn't that see the crucifixion. And then he didn't see the resurrection. So like it was like a double whammy of unbelief. He had to, he had to believe that the case of the crucifixion by word of mouth and then the case of the resurrection by word of mouth. What do you mm. say about uh, John? John the Apostle? 
No. Uh, you know, prepare you the way of the Lord. Oh, John the Baptist? Yeah. What do what, I say about him? What did God say? What were the words? Faith. Great this man is. You know? He was the greatest of the yeah. Old Testament saints. Why? He prepared the way for the Lord to come. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you see, he didn't see the fulfilment of it. Yeah, he was, all ma he was a man of faith, right? Yes, that's right. A man of faith. So we're really going to sort of touch on this reality of faith. Definitely. Mixed with vision and, and emotion. emotion. Clarify, elevated emotion. We've got to clarify. Elevated emotion. Not soulish emotion. If we do this tonight and we do, we do go through this and we do explore this, then maybe we can help those that are out there in, you know, television land or what it, wherever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Um, what's going on? to do with the two camps in Christianity because it shouldn't have two camps. When God speaks, there should be one camp, never two camps. Amen. All right, guys, we'll be right back. We're going in there, babe. We're going in there, Pastor. Yep. No more hanging around the surface. Get to the problem. Yeah, before the break, I was just sharing with our portals live audience, those that are listening to the Spotify podcast, um, the key role that emotions have in playing a part to manifesting the miracle <clears throat> in our lives. And why it's important is because it's a it's a spiritual energy that God uses to energize faith. Yeah. And um it it gets us our emotions get us involved in playing our part. Now, I want to clarify these are elevated emotions. These are not the emotions of the soul. No. The emotions of the soul, now catch this. Elevated emotions are guided emotions by the Holy Spirit. Soulish, fleshly emotions are manipulated emotions. Yeah. Meaning there's an there's an area in that emotion that you have not surrendered to God, you have not got his visual, you've not got his picture, and because you haven't surrendered it to God, the enemy comes in, claims legal ground, and manipulates what God intends for you to feel to what he wants you to feel. Did you know that when you actually operate in those kind of emotions, you're feeling what Satan feels? And I, I was going to say, and so these feelings that are so supposed to come purely, come from pure, pure heart, they become tainted. Manipulated. And manipulated. Rather than feeling what the father feels, yeah. you feel what the father of lies feel. Yeah. Because every negative, and I hate to say negative emotion because they're spirits, doubt <clears throat> is born in fear, you know, rejection, 
is born in fear and a lie. All of those things are the result of one thing, fear. Yeah. And it's fear that you're not loved. It's fear that, you know, uh, you're not accepted. It's maybe fear that you're not good enough. All those things are born in fear. So when you entertain that kind of emotion and you let that demonic presence manipulate what God gave you to be a full expression, you're actually taking on the feeling of that demonic entity. And and your heart. It ain't you. I wanna I wanna bring out that this has to happen this way. Because this is how God wants your heart to operate. Yeah. It wants it to operate like this. If anything else, any other form of operation, it's unhealthy yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Totally unhealthy because he built it that way. Yeah. So what pictures we focus on is where the emotion will come and how it's formed. If I, I'll give you an example. Like, um, I was recently, like, you know, blessed to get my visa again. Yeah. But the Lord gave me a word and I had to keep seeing the picture of that, of that visa being approved. When I saw the picture in my heart's, you know, mind's eye, and I'm not being new age by saying that, but in my in my spiritual okay, senses, if I saw that picture, what would well up in me was hope, belief, mm. faith, expectancy, yeah, um, acceptance, love, all those things. If I could see in that fifth dimension realm, the spirit, okay, yes, Lord, you have approved me. I am seated with you in heavenly places. This is the picture that you're giving me. I'm now, worth something. Yeah, if I see the scenario in the opposite. If I saw that picture, and see the enemy speaks in pictures too, because mm -hmm. the language of the spirit is pictures. We know that from communion yeah, with God. We do. But whenever God, it's funny what Pastor Tony talked about the visual. Whenever God gives you a promise, he always accompanies it with a visual. Yeah. Because the visual, he wants you to, funny enough, we let this in communion with God and counseled by God. He wants you not to just to glance at the visual. He wants you to look into the depths of the yeah. visual. See deeper in See every good. nuance. See every detail. See every colour. See every texture. See every layer, every and, level. And then walk into it. Yeah, and as you begin to do that, the emotion that is required and the emotional response that you produce will be a result of what you're gazing into. Yeah. You know, Paul says, as I behold Christ, I am transformed, like looking in a mirror. So same thing with fear. If I see a scenario, it's like a movie like screen in your head. If the movie screen in your head is a scenario of fear, mm -hmm. you will produce a fear-based emotional response. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your anxiety will kick in. And let's talk about the physiological responses. Your cortisol levels will go up. You'll start sweating. You'll get hypertension. You know, your blood pressure will be elevated. Your heart will start pumping harder and quicker. You know, your metabolism will slow down. Mm -hmm. Th these are all physical things, isn't you know? it? And then there's spiritual things yeah. too. There's spiritual things. We'll contend. Yeah. You won't accept. Oh, that's right. We'll totally contend. And you'll produce an excuse. Like, well, yeah, well, you know, you'll produce like a, um, a plan B. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, God couldn't do that because of this. Yeah. And yeah, this scenario yeah, yeah. and the circumstance. Oh, yeah, well, you know, and then what we do is 
we start rationalizing. Mm. Yeah. You know, we start using that argument of, well, yeah, that doesn't fit into my logic. And so because it doesn't fit into my logic, it's not possible. Yeah. Right. That's you know, right. and uh, it's funny because this is what Thomas went through. Yeah. It didn't fit into his logic. Or it could be his rationality, right? Or it can fit in your logic and still remove it can faith definitely from it too, from it being possible. But what's funny again about that lie that enemy spun is um, when he said to Eve, "You know, you can know." What he was doing was saying, "You know, you can know and you can have the mind." Like you, well, we know that he was lying to Eve because they already had the mind of Christ, right? But Mm. the deception was, but see, there's uh, again, there's two things that the Lord highlights there: you. And no. So you, he was basically saying to Eve, you don't need to commune with him in the evening, in the cool of the evening anymore. You can forego intimacy. Just eat from the tree. Yeah, you can forego intimacy and you can do it by yourself. That That's exactly uh, the fruit of eating from that tree. You end up believing you can eat. From it. Yeah, you forgo intimacy. And you forgo intimacy and take on energy. And, and Humanism. Intimacy, yeah. And you take on a form of energy and you lose the person Jesus. Yeah. And you've been talking about this with all these people that are saying this psychic energy. You know, Please. it's like, oh, I don't need those intimate times of communion with God because I am my answer. I can figure it out. I'm the center of my universe. You know, humanism is the center of so my there, world is I, me. I'm, I'm the answer. Yeah. yeah. I'm the answer. And everything that is about to happen, I'm a part of it because I'm the answer. I'm contributing. No, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It works with the one that is in you that is the answer. Yeah. And, and that's not religious. No. That is all about relationship. And then the next part of that lie is you can know. So know meaning knowledge. You can put your trust in what you've studied, learnt, you know, um, analysed, what fits in your head. And this is what Thomas tried to do. He said, look, unless it fits in my head, I won't believe it. So it wasn't to fit in his heart. This it is the key. to fit in his head. Maybe... And I present this as a hypothetical, but maybe because his heart wasn't involved and because he wasn't present at those situations like Mary and others where their heart was involved and they heard the sound of the whips, they heard the sound of the nails going in, hello, triggered emotion, it was much easier for him to doubt than it was to believe. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like his candidacy for falling into logical thinking as his trust basis was easier because Mary could go, hang on, no, I saw him, you know, I was in the tomb, I smelt, you know, the senses, yeah. all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Because Mary was being led by what the Lord was revealing to her heart. Yeah. You know, and this is what we're talking about with these so people tell here. Us, tell us the... Because um, I was so fascinated by what you shared with me mm. about the heart, the yeah. working of the heart. Like the 
I'm learning that the heart has a, such a strong electromagnetic field Listen to this. that this it actually so cool. sends more signals to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. Now that, which is kind of crazy because the brain is that. the program center of the body and it programs all your organs, mm -hmm. you know, through nerve impulses. But the heart is actually more than just an organ. Like we're talking about your spiritual heart too, even in quantum physics. You know, the word there, compassion, in Matthew 14, 14, I learned just recently um, through my studies that the disciples actually changed the meaning of that word. Like up until that that point in scripture, that word, compassion, was a noun. But when they said Jesus, um, you know, moved by compassion, healed, they changed it to a verb. And, you know, the Greek word, I don't pronounce it so well, but it's splunch uh, is no my. And it literally means to feel such an intensity of love and empathy that your bowels churn and yearn. Now, if that is an emotion, if that isn't a heart response, not a head response, then what is? So the heart is the one that influences the head. This is the key. And uh, I taught that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so much, so often we let the head influence the heart. But the heart, I'm learning is the one that's to influence, not be influenced. This is the key, yeah. Did you hear that? The heart is the one to influence. It's not to be influenced by the head. And the head needs to be influenced by the heart. And so when you try to fit it in your head, you're going to have division. That's it. And the church is divided because yeah. they are trying to fit something that their heart needs to operate in. They're trying to fit it in their head yeah. so that the head will influence the heart. Yeah. And I'm bringing it back to uh, the very, very situation that's taking yep. place within belief system yep. and faith right now. To, to turn around and, and start to attack the church and say uh, parts of the church is missing it. Mm. See? Do you understand what I'm saying, Shanae? Mm -hmm. Parts of the church is missing it and they should apologise. Why do you apologise for something that you're not missing? Yeah, this is powerful. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I've been seeing some really, and I would say strong, to go back to what you're saying, passionate about earlier, did you believe in the beginning? Um, because people that I would perceive to be strong in other notions are now apologizing for hearing God. And I just, I can't wrap my head around that, um, like you said, unless they didn't believe in the first place. And because they didn't see it, it's now stirring that unbelief again. Because no, they didn't get that opportunity. In this case, if you want to say, if well, we're going to go there, the inauguration. Oh, the inauguration please. happened. Like it was like, word. well, 
God, you know, I didn't get a chance to stick my fist in what you were saying. Yeah. And there now it is. There it we is. don't. Now I'm throwing the whole word away for yeah. apologizing. But let's so. go there. You just go said there. that word. <laughs> How can you apologize for something that's not yours? Yeah. It's God's. If it's God's word, you can't apologize for it. And I'm sorry, in the God Bible, God never apologizes. Yes. And, and uh, that brings us up to something else. God never apologizes. No. And that brings us up to something else. And that is, how can you apologize for God's passion? Mm. How can you do that? Jesus. How can you do that? It's because you don't understand why God is doing what he's doing, then you would, if you understood that, then you would understand why he's saying what he's saying. Mm. That's all it is. And that really brings that you want, do you know, I, I want to say this, that really brings it back to what does God love? Mm-hmm. He loves his world. God so loved the world. That's exactly yeah, it. Jesus died for the church. God so loved the world that mm. he gave his only well, begotten the world, yeah, son. For the church. He gave the most precious thing to this world. To lay his life down for this world. So precious was this one that he loved, that he gave him for all. Not, not all will receive him, yeah. but his love is tied up with his passion. It's tied up with his passion. And he loves that the world, he loves America. Man doesn't, but he does. Man doesn't. Man judges America. But he wants to, you know, mm-hmm. have a refix right. and deal with all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we, we need to, to take responsibility, church, as to why we don't see why we don't feel the whole. Yeah. Why we don't feel the whole. For whose sake do you want to feel the whole? Mm-hmm. Is it for the sake of those innocent? I'm going to say that, Pastor. I won't believe it unless I see an SRA victim. Oh, my God, you need prayer. <laughs> You need prayer if you ever make a statement like that. You're calling them liars. No, you should not want to see or feel. You should not. That's not kingdom emotion. It's definitely Mm. not. Yeah, um, one thing the Lord, based off what you said, also, before we go on break, um, about the reason why we want to put our fist in a hole. And just basically, you know, like 
you guys were just saying the apology for something that's not ours. It's like, are we apologizing really because we look foolish for God's word? Is that what we're really apologizing for, for those who have, you know. I will never apologize for God's passion. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like, to apologize, you're really it's not even you're really apologizing too just because you look foolish because it didn't come to pass in a way you thought it was going to come pass or you know for your uh reputation's sake you're doing all this when you were talking about the motive of you know the heart posture of why we are you know believing what we believe in but anyway that was just but pastor tony isn't it like a fact that and I'm, i'm getting your theological kind of guidance on this even false prophets in the bible never apologized <laughs> for their false prophecies. And that's right. And that's exactly right. Isn't that like... It's so unscriptural. False, we're, we're even false prophets believe their word to the point that they were judged for their false prophecies, Yeah, but they never apologized well, for they them. They died for their they word. They died for them, but they never, <laughs> they never, said, they never said sorry. <laughs> even if their word was false. Was wow, that's a statement. cause, yeah. That's quite... I mean, even Balaam, like, you know, like, um, who was the other guy? The guy uh, with Jeremiah um, who said, you know, uh, the Lord says, like, I've broken this yoke. I will break the back of the king of Babylon, um, mm. Hananiah. I, I think that was his name. Yeah, Hanani. Yeah, Hanani. That one. Well, there's, there's a lot of hens in the Bible. Yeah. But, you know, like, he never, he never said, oh, sorry, <laughs> got it wrong. He believed... <laughs> at least, at least believe, even you know what I'm wrong. saying like at least they went the whole way so I think this notion of prophets should apologize yeah again how do you apologize for something that's not yours how can you apologize for God's passion yeah how can you it's you sh- it's just you don't understand why God's doing what he's doing you just don't understand it and you want it to fit in your head. But you should let your heart rule your head in this one. And can I say, before we go to the break, people are going to ask me, I know they're going to ask me this in the break, <laughs> how do I be led by my heart? Yeah. <laughs> it's always the question. This is the key. Pastor taught it in communion with God, but we have to come back to the foundations, remember? Yeah. Season casting, foundational principles. Yeah. Your heart talks to you in pictures. Yeah. Be led by the pictures rather than the sayings and the logic of your head and you will begin to live from your heart. Mm. God uses creative pictures. He's a creative God. He deliberately uses pictures because pictures invoke emotion. And he won't talk to the head. Let's go on break. Yes, we're going to go on break. So, guys, picture us coming back. (laughs) That's very good. (laughs) After I press this record button. Hey guys, want to hear God speak to you personally? Then join us here at Dipping Night. It's every first Monday of the month at 7.30 p.m. To find out more information or to RSVP, you can visit us at dippingnight.torknyc.org. Hope to see you there. Yeah, I, I think it. it's just too important now. I think we've got to be involved. Like, I like this portal. I'm really it's digesting not a some mentality. stuff. Are you? 
It's not a works mentality. Like, how can we clarify that? My heart. It's not a works mentality. How can we clarify that? It's not a get involved so you can do all the fighting separate from God. It's God owns the battle, but he wants you to experience the fighting because when you fight as he fights through you, knowing that he owns it, you'll understand the fullness of the weight of victory. Mm -hmm. You don't understand the weight of victory unless you fought the battle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's really, really important. I hope our church can really grasp this. It's like being on the sidelines and praying is no longer acceptable. Mm. You've got to We've got get, that on a T-shirt somewhere. You've got to get yeah. involved. The you know, and Pastor right said, like, even with this, um, uh, you know, to do with the election and the change that we want to see, you know, and we know what God is doing. But someone said, I think it was uh, um, someone that is involved in the political area, like, Ask the Lord where you get involved. Do you go to your school board? Yeah. Do you run for, you know, like, you know, um, office? Do you, you know, change policy? Yeah, like what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, to be in the fight. Pay, pray, pray or or say. Act on what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, when, you know, I I don't go into that detail because I'm not going to be caught like that. You know what I'm but saying? there was a need to pray at a certain time. You know? Yeah. Then there was a need to pray. And it wasn't being prayed because too much interference was coming. Yeah. So from the wrong side. Yeah. And so the picture wasn't being collapsed. It wasn't, you see. But anyhow, coming back to this, the passion of God. Yeah, the fury of his love. Oh, man. You know, I am so, I, I, I don't know, I, I feel fulfilled knowing it's all for the passion of God. I think it's such a privilege for him to reveal his passion why he does these things. And somebody who doesn't understand God's passion will not understand why he doesn't why he does these things. Mm. And so wow. again I'm gonna say it because it's too important. Innocent children are God's passion. Wow. And so He will move heaven and earth. He will move heaven and earth and hell for the innocent. He will. And pastor, if you don't have passion for what he is passionate for, then you'll ask for the whole truth. Yeah. And not the whole whole truth. truth. Come on, we got to do choreography for that. Whole truth. Whole and whole. Instead the whole of whole truth. <laughs> whole truth. Not the whole truth. Instead of the whole truth. Wow. I got quite a big hole in my you know, truth. Uh, no, I didn't do it that like that. But do you understand what I'm yeah. saying here? I think can I ask Nate, Pastor? Hey, go, can I just go, say, go. I think this is so important because what you're saying is that elevated emotion of passion 
is what energizes the faith to b- keep seeing and believing. You know, like, again, I just go back to, like, people that have said, okay, yeah, well, God's in control no matter what. You no, know? No, no, uh, compassion. no, 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 not no passion. No not passion. compassion. No passion. No, no feeling. No, no feeling. Passion. No passion they to actually. Themselves. Yeah, Please don't make cut my themselves go- off. Please don't make my God like that. Yeah. Please, His character's greater than that. Like I'm I not going to feel angry. I'm not going to feel happy. I'm not going to feel. And he deprived. don't feel that way. That I'm either. not going to feel injustice is done because. God's in control. Yeah, I hear Christians saying, a lot of Christians saying, well, God's on the throne and, you when know, it doesn't it matter who's in office because, you know, he reigns Meanwhile, supreme. children are being aborted, children are being abused, people are getting away with murder. And demons. And we just sit back and go, oh, well, God and, is in control. And and That's a cop-out. And depraved yes. people that have chosen Lucifer yep. to be... Their God, their master, their father, and their father of this very earth are doing despicable things to children. Yeah. It's all. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I know God's passion is to deal with this. And such a time as this, the Lord says, it's my time now. You'll know the fury of my love because it's my time now. It's never been fully blossomed like it is now. You know how something has to reach a point. I think in the word it said it had to reach a certain point before it was fully blossomed. You know, that sin. The iniquity of the the Amorites has not reached its fulfillment. Yes. And so, therefore, now's the time. It's reached this point where mankind, civilization, can't go on any longer. They are reached to fullness of being depraved. Wow. I just wanted to run by Nate and yourself. I can understand now when the Lord said to Joshua and the Israelites, don't leave anything breathing. Yeah. Because we are now confronting an evil in this world that is heinous. It is heinous. Okay. And so, and again, not to take vengeance ourselves. Oh, we couldn't. Right? God is the righteous judge. But I'm starting to understand what, God was feeling when he said to Joshua and the Israelites, the iniquity has reached its fulfillment, grace is no longer available, I am going to destroy these nations. Yep, move on. They were doing things that we are possibly seeing repeated today. Yep, and it is definitely being repeated. You can't say God didn't have any feelings about it. But see, what you just said there is the biggest key you said, I'm starting to feel what God was feeling. Yeah. Religion has kept us to just go after, to know what God knows. And, and but religion has stopped us from believing God has feelings. But, but see, this is I said this last night to Pastor. Religion causes us to chase his ways 
more than his heart. I want to know more than his ways. I want to know his heart. Wow, come yep. on. And yep. if you, you just stay in his ways. It's very important. That's head knowledge. Paul said, I've been the scribe of scribe, Pharisees of Pharisees, yep. knew the law back to front, had the knowledge more than all of you, but I threw it all away to gain true Christ. knowledge, yep. which yep. is the love of Christ. literally I've gone after his heart, which is his passion. And what he feels more than just his ways. And like I said tonight to these people, these Christians that say, well, you know, God's in control. It doesn't matter who's, you know, in government, who's leading us. You know, God's in control. Yeah, that is the truth. That but whether never. that's a reality in your life depends on how you get involved yes. in the battle. That was never in question that God's in control. No. Because <laughs> I can be a Christian fighting in the battle involved and see that reality of that confession every day and yet you be the Christian that's not involved and face having to battle through circumstance, events, darkness, depression. Because I'm involved in the battle, I'm not just a sideline spectator, oh God, you do it all. You know what I'm saying? Like these, this watered down... I think a Christian who makes that statement like, you know, God's in control and it's really cold... The moment they're in a fiery trial, believe me, <laughs> all of their passion and all of they all they want is God's compassion. Yeah. Yes. Now be aware, mm. Christian, when you make that statement and you're in the fiery trial, when it's your kid that's being kidnapped or oh. when it's your when it's your life that's on the line, yeah. you you better believe that God is compassionate toward you. Uh, and mm. and when your child is being being used like merchandise for harvesting things mm -hmm. and, and and being part of a, a ritual abuse. Can't pretend uh, 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 uh. Now, where do you go? <laughs> oh, God's in control. But yeah. see, Pastor, oh, that's, that's an extreme involved. case. A lot of these believers fall apart because they didn't get the job they wanted or yeah. they didn't get the, you know, the, the right ice cream on their cake for their birthday or you, something. You always bring up food. <laughs> because, it, I mean, this is – I say it because it's like a hypothetical. It's so because pathetic. Because people love food. No, it's pathetic. <laughs> these aren't the life and death yeah. – yeah. situations that some of the families in America are facing. Like, you know, we, we read off this list. We better not get political. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to stop. It's <laughs> good. You sure? Yeah, keep right. it for the behind-the-scenes yes. portals. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, like, um, to, to, to depict God, like, he's, he's so sovereign he has no feelings because he's in ultimate control. No, no, but no. But the reality please. is every single he's descendant passionate. of Adam, every single descendant of Adam, he has compassion for. Right. And he's very passionate. And maybe that, even that's an issue that the only emotion we do see God in is control. And then we don't give him those That's moments to see you need compassion. To give yourself a <laughs> yeah. Always calling him the perpetrator. He's always and the controller. Religion, I see it now. Religion always equals hardness. Yeah. Religion always equals. I remember when, when, the Lord, when the Lord told that man with the withered hand, stretch out your hand. Mm. Right? But mm. before he said that, he, he looked around at all of the Pharisees in the, in the um, 
in the synagogue and he said, is it right that I heal a man on a Sabbath day? And the scripture says, when they didn't answer him, no one answered him, and the scripture says he looked with them with great anger because of the hardness of their heart. They couldn't bring themselves to believe that God would allow them to take a sheep out of a pit on a Sabbath but not heal a human being on a Sabbath. Wow. And, and they, they couldn't, couldn't let themselves believe that God had so much passion for them that he would allow that to happen, yeah. that his passion was for them and their needs. Wow. And they couldn't believe that because religion says God doesn't have passion. We receive that he's compassionate because we can fit it in our head because so many times all we ever talk about is that he's compassionate for the, the um, sinner. We can get that in our head. Mm. But that's as far as it goes. Yes. Mm. That's this, is as the, far this is the core of every oh, yeah. single lie that we believe. As, as we go back in, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I think we're back out. in. I yeah, think we I'm just going to have to include it. Yeah, we have to include it. Though. It's okay. It's all right. It's we'll just been flowing, it. so I didn't I was going to say, I've got to confess, I think I haven't been passionate enough for the things that God is... Passionate. Neither have I. Because I have believed the lie that God is stoic, that wow, he wants like me to word. learn his ways and not feel what he feels. I mean, I'm just grasping the truth. He wants me to feel what he feels. Jesus was fully man, fully God. Now, I know that he was fully man to feel the human side so that I could say, okay, Lord, yeah, you know what I'm going through. But I'm taking higher truth. It's More than just truth. feeling what Jesus felt as a human being, I need to feel what he feels in the heavenlies. Because mm. he's not in the heavenlies without emotion. Mm. No. Right? True all, or not? All emotion is from God anyway. Exactly. So Hit if that. he's feeling in that realm, I need to feel what he's feeling. Mm. And when I feel what he's feeling, I'll have passion for what he has passion for. I'll see what he's seeing. Right, and I'll know who he is. <laughs> my my confession is a little his bit character. Mm. I think my confession's a little bit more darker than that. <laughs> oh no! No, no. no I'm being honest. Dark. My lack of compassion is probably because I know I'll have to get involved if I get emotionally yeah, involved. Yeah, there we go. Ah, here we yeah, go. Yeah, you know, there mean, it like, is. Don't bother me with that because if I start, you know, showing my emotions about what you're telling me i'm gonna have to get involved mm. and that gets messy and if you're honest out there you'll say the same cognitive dissonance yeah. yeah 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 claim ignorance because yeah. it's comfortable because it means you don't have to take responsibility that's it and i think a lot of christians suffer from that Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. No, you know, I was no. about to say the it's same. Good that you confess it, but. Uh, the Don't same. get me wrong, I'm not so hard that I won't help someone. Yeah, yeah. But, like, carrying this burden, like, with what's going on in the elections and the, the injustices that have gone on with the children and, 
and all of this fraudulence. And believing. And Here's if I if I let my emotions and dominate believing, me and believing this, this is the key, and believing that these things are going on. Yeah. You know, if you let your emotions get, you know, go fast with that, you won't be able to bring them into control. But that's anymore. another thing. Like, how far do you let anger go? This is the key. What Before you got to pull it up. What picture? Are you seeing mm. the picture you see? I'm singing. I see vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> the picture you see determines the emotion you respond respond with. Are you seeing a picture that brings up a godly anger? Yeah. Or a self justification anger, a self righteousness, a bitterness. See the picture guides but then the way it. you see. Hang on. Our impatience with God. We want to see justice done. But mm-hmm. God no, no, hasn't no, been, no, no. I think God hasn't been it's, bringing it's that hammer down. Wait a sec. <laughs> but there's a reason why he hasn't brought the hammer down and that's where my emotions have sort of gone all over the place. Like, but have you asked him for a picture of what's, what's taking place? Actually, have you no. asked him for his passion? Actually, no. Oh, there there it is. Okay. We're so wrapped up. <laughs> okay, we're done. You're so wrapped up in your passion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My emotion. And your passion has no. Yeah, compassion. you haven't exchanged. When yours January twentieth came and went, <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> but then, I heard a few people suggesting the wise, and that really put me back into the reality zone. We need. We need God to get back loves to passion. everyone in America. Yes. Even the people who hate him. Yeah. Right? And God loves those innocent ones who can't protect themselves. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be in place and everything has to be at perfect there's, there's timing. A, there's a difference between those that hate him because of uh, situations and those that are evil. Those who are, uh, what's the word? They've chosen to deny him. Because he doesn't love the Antichrist. Yep. Okay. But here's one for you. Hit that one. Pastor and I were talking last night and our comment was the church is so screwed up, they probably pray for the Antichrist to get saved. Yeah, there'll be revivals and prayer meetings and worship services for, for... for the man, because they won't know that he's the man of sin, because they won't. Because their thinking is, you know, everything and can it's be religious. redeemed, and you know, everything yeah, you know we, to we'll do with religion is. Uh, Touch his know. heart, God. Use yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Lord, Lord, please, you can redeem this man. Turn him around, change his heart. There will be, and that's a result of them not hearing God's voice. Yeah. Not seeing what he sees, not knowing what he knows, not feeling what he feels. And not knowing his passion. Yeah. And his passion and the fury of his love. His passion is what I need to say about his passion. Passion, when we think of passion, it's something we love. But his passion is stronger as well against evil. He doesn't love evil. So when he's passionate about not loving evil, we need to see that. 
We don't see that. And so when we read the Bible, we don't see that he hates evil and he's passionate about that. Mm. Very passionate about it. Maybe, Pastor, if I just bring some... You can do that. You know, you, you bring up a very interesting subject, people praying for the Antichrist to be saved. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, maybe he's just a deluded person. Yes, yeah. he is very deluded, but he's chosen to allow that that uh, satanic spirit to, to operate through his life. So get this picture. In Revelation... I think it's Revelation 13 or 19. I can't can remember I, which can I say, Angie just said, I know so-called Christians who pray for Satan to be saved. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> Angie, you blown my friend, mind. Friend, if that is you, <laughs> you blown my you mind. need to go back to kindergarten for Christianity. I'm going to explain something. That, that's... Um, it's, so it's a doctrine, and, a, and it's a doctrine that eventually everything gets Redeemed. saved. It's yeah. universalism. Yes, it's, it is. It's a false doctrine. Listen, when God created angels, he created them eternal. They saw God. They spoke to God. Yeah. They worshipped God. They had no excuse in disobeying God. When an angel disobeys God, eternal damnation is solid it is a fact satan is not going to be redeemed because he was he was not living by faith like we do mm. he wasn't in god's image and likeness likeness like we are yeah he was an angel in fact he was one of the covering angels traditionally that's what we believe so there was no excuse for him to go against god's will Okay, everything that God has created with intelligence that is able to communicate with him is in eternal spirit. The human, the human race are eternal spirits in physical bodies. But I wanted to get back to, in Revelation, I think it's Revelation 19, the, the, the Antichrist convinces the whole world to fight against Jesus Christ and his return. Yep. The whole world is gathering at Armageddon to fight against Jesus. Now, who do you think convinced them all to fight against Jesus? Obviously the devil. The devil. But guess what? They all believe they can beat Jesus at his return. Do they do they think some that maybe Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I, I say this, beating. Pastor, because yeah. we we always think these are these events are instant events. Jesus said, "When you see the sign of the Son of Man coming on the clouds, yeah. now that sign will probably be given months ahead of his actual return. How can the whole kings of the earth gather at Armageddon in one second? They can't. It's going to take months." Yeah. For all the armies of the world to gather at Armageddon, and the whole world can't see it all at once. And it's and they the start is. gathering when they see oh, this. We won't say anything about that. You know what I believe? The enemy is going to spin. It's an alien invasion. Of course, right? Yes, of and they're course. all going to come and fight against this alien called Jesus. 
This is how he convinces the world. But to those people, Pastor, who come, those kings and their followers, are they going to get saved? The scripture says not no. one of them are going to get saved. He's going to cut them to pieces with the sword out of his oh, mouth. No, no. And the blood's going to be so thick, it'll reach the, you know, the, the bridles of the horses that they ride on. You know, that's a lot of blood. The saints that are going to be in that hour still praying <laughs> for the Antichrist, it just oh, shows you one thing. If I'm around, all I'm going to be saying is, God, get me out of here. It shows you one thing. You have no relationship with God no. and you do not know God. Because if you knew him, you would know his, his character. character. Totally. If you pray for evil like that to be redeemed. No. You don't know God at all. You don't know his character. And you certainly you don't know the know idea of God, but you don't know, have intimate connection, fellowship with him. Like I said to Pastor last night, there will be prayer vigils <laughs> that are praying for the Antichrist. Prayer meetings. Yeah. Lord, redeem him, use him, save him, change because him. Because we see it now. Do you think the whole church is going to get the revelation of who he is? God, look at what's going on now. We can't even get on one page to do with prophecy and prophets getting it right. You think that we're ready to be for such a big thing like that? And this comes back to so scary. this. It, this comes back to this. And we want to bring it back to what's happening yeah, we have to close up. in the world today. It's like, okay, if you apologise, then we can pray for you. Uh. But if you don't, we just can't help you. <laughs> and that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. And that's an attitude redeeming evil. You know, but God does not redeem evil. He redeems evil people sometimes. But you want to redeem evil. You want to redeem maybe Lucifer? No, that's... You want to redeem... No. You want to redeem maybe the Antichrist? No. No. Maybe you want to redeem Judas. I've heard that one before too. No. You know? He gave him every I wanna, opportunity. I want to ask a question and please don't don't feel like I'm trying to balance anyone. We need no. to actually go but into the remember questions remember Doreen now. Irvine. Post yep. the question box, team. Yes, Doreen I do. Irvine. And then there's Mike Warnke. Yeah, Mike Warnke. And then yeah. there's Anton LaVey's second in charge. But not Win Anton Warley. LaVey. But Warley got... He's second in charge, That's saved. Right. Yes. So how does that process work? Like there are, there's that, there's that uh, Puerto Rican brother here in New York that used to walk around and he was confessing the power of the church if they only realised, but he was a Satan worshipper. But that, that ties in with predestination. It ties in yeah. with God knowing the beginning and the end. But someone would have prayed for those people to get saved. And God would have raised someone up to pray for them. So that goes back to knowing specifically that the Lord has revealed, I've got a, a mark on that one for yes. salvation. Yes. Or yes. Back to yes. prophetic evangelism 
and prophetic soul gotcha. winning. We've got to exchange so we can't sort of our soul winning throw method. Throw a huge net and say, "Oh, no. all these Satanists need to be saved." Angie said here a very good I statement. I like what you said. She Angie. said, "The fields are white for the harvest, so why are we gleaning amongst evil?" Whoa! Thank you, Angie. I very think good. that is like the gem. But again, of again, the night. I, I for one, if I was alive, Pastor, if I was alive and and I saw Paul's threats, putting saints in jail. I already said some murdering. Someone in the church must have been raised up yeah. to say, "Lord, reach you know Saul of Tarsus, yeah. because he's destroying us." Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, again, it's it's a prophetic revelation. Because look, even the even when he got saved, the church didn't trust can him. Can I can I throw they something? They thought in he was here? a plant. Can I throw something in here? Now this is just my own kind of understanding and belief. Mm. But why does the Bible inject Saul at the feet? They laid their coats at the feet of one called Saul, yeah. right? At the death yeah. of Stephen. Yeah. Maybe Stephen was interceding for Saul and didn't even know who he was interceding for. Could have been. What do you mean? Well, you don't know. They laid their garments. That was a sign that he was the leader. He was. Yeah, the, I know. But Stephen organizing. came before the Sanhedrin, and Stephen was persecuted. But you don't know what Stephen's prayers were. You don't know if he was he shown by the, the Holy one. Spirit. Well, the Lord uh, Stephen said, "Lord, forgive them of this." Yeah, but what I'm saying sin. is, yes, he said, "I lot. see the right hand of the Father," meaning he saw things in that dimension. Maybe the Lord showed him there was someone coming from within that movement that was persecuting him, and that's why he was able to say, well, Lord, and, and forgive that, them. I'm just throwing it out there. That, I'm not saying it's possible truth. In, that ties in with Stephen leaving and Paul coming. Exactly. Sort of like a John the Baptist. I'm, I'm just saying it's like an it Elijah could be a prophetic inspiration that we need to look at. Yeah. Maybe it, Stephen yeah. was praying. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there because, like I said, like with what you said there, I think this is the change that has to come with our model of evangelism. We have Definitely. to stop asking Definitely. just for anyone and ask agree, for yeah. who God is saying is ready. I agree. I agree. Um, one of the things that the Lord said to Saul when he met him on the road to Damascus, he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, he was persecuting the church and it yeah. just shows us that Jesus is in, in the believer because Jesus made it very personal. You're not persecuting people, you're persecuting me. But then he says, it's hard for you to kick against the goads. A goad was a long pole with a sharp edge on it that they would, they would guide cattle into the pen. Yeah. And it was very painful. They would stick the cattle with the goat to get them to move a certain way and so jesus was saying i've been trying to prick you to go to come towards me but you keep going against my goading you know what i mean so like i've wanted you to see my compassion and my love but you've been resisting it again it had to be that um we've said this before that paul heard the voice of the lord he heard it. Up until then, he was religious. And we could say, well, Stephen, Stephen prayed for him. I'm not saying it's true, but I'm just saying, put it out there. Possibility. Could have been Stephen or anyone else. But it, Stephen went 
and Paul came. Yeah. So one anointing had to go for another one to come. And so it could be the Elisha, the Elijah situation. You got to see the old going to to grab a hold of the new. And so you want to just get them to think about that one because I (laughs) want to tell you now that um, you don't know the character of God if you question why he would want to deal with evil. Mm. You don't know, and you certainly don't know his passion. And he is full of emotion. You would do good to get some of his emotions. It's true, Pastor. It's true. And so what I want to say to you tonight is instead of arguing and bickering and bringing a picture all the time that's negative, have the bravery to go back to God and let him put a new picture in your heart because your heart is for that purpose. And then your heart can affect your head. And then you can truly turn up to the battle. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. How about that, Pastor? I want to thank the Lord because, you know, you just doing, you, you've only done one lesson on this thing and look at the gems you've been able to drop. And I haven't done it. And pastor, I mean, you've research. done it in your, all your courses. It. Yes, yeah. I've done it. And then when you talk with me, it just brings in everything that I know. And I was so impressed with the working of the heart. Yeah. And how God created it. I was impressed. I'm impressed by uh, quantum physics. Yeah, I'm diving deeper into that one. I, I'm impressed with that, how you collapse that. That has really impressed me. I'm impressed with something that we had one time as a visual, mm. how, uh, you know, those little grains of sand as the, the noise. The sound waves, yeah, yeah. the sound waves brought it into something like, you know, in the very beginning when God spoke yeah. and something that was all a mass of nothing started to take form and shape. Yeah, the scripture, the earth shakes at its voice, the earth trembles, is literally science. You see, this... So that's what science should be, a reflection of spiritual realities. It definitely should. Hang on, hang on. We've, we've <laughs> Shanae has got to come in to you. She's just sitting here. What do you think about what, what we've said? What do you said? think about what we've said? Wow, After know. all the 50 minutes... <laughs> Sorry, Shay. It's okay. You have to go right. with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Love your glasses, yeah. by no, the way. thank you. Oh, please. Now, come... <laughs> Um, That's enough. You said enough. Right. I don't even (laughs) remember what I was going to say. Yeah, I can't. It was on the tip of my tongue, but I lost it. Jesus. Um, Are you challenged by the passion that pastors are talking about? um, Yeah. I remember when we were first learning about SRA years ago, uh, or at least (laughs) we were on our secret portals for a while. Um, 
I didn't I didn't understand the weight of what was happening. Neither did I. And it wasn't until I watched one particular documentary. I remember I was sitting there watching it <laughs> and I told one of the believers at the time that was my roommate. And after I watched it, I felt this immense emotion. And you know, I used to talk to the Lord about it because I've always struggled just being in touch with my own emotion, you know, about my personal life, let alone understanding how to carry God's emotion. Yeah, how ungodly yeah. or how unlawful emotion is. Yeah, I didn't understand, you know, even that. It was always kind of hard when it came to my own emotion. So when I felt that, I was so scared of it. At the same time, I was like, oh, my God, I got the reality of what that was just meaning. And it dropped and i just felt so much of that burden of what the lord has to be feeling about these children and ever since it's been like i've been finding that it grow it's growing even more in intense in a sense of you feel what the lord's feeling about it so you want to it's like you start to develop a righteous anger because once you feel the sadness of the Lord about all of this, but then you start to feel the fight of the Lord. It's like, you know, come on. Like, you start to feel like you want to flip a table yep. in a sense of understanding that correlation. The and it uh, intensifies the more yes. you see what he's seeing. Right. That emotion intensifies. That's why you can collapse that. And the other thing that's... Into your, into your life. Yeah. And it becomes real. Right. The other thing was the correlation between the guy putting the spear into Jesus to fact check that yeah, he, he was, was fact checking, right? Wow! I like but that. then now you have. I think you should give yourself a, oh, wow. a fact check. Checking Jesus, right? Real, it's no, like an it's, unreal. It's fact an interesting checker. correlation I'm seeing, and as I was sitting, that's what I was trying to understand because with Thomas. He basically did the same thing, putting a hole. Like, wait, is this real? Is this? Are you dead? So it's feel no different. Like the the emptiness, you right? Know, the hole. It's it's no different. I hear. One was spearing him to see if he's dead, mm -hmm. and the other one was putting his hand in the same spot to see, see if he was, was alive. alive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he, the one with the spear had a hole in his truth. Very much. catch it. He had a, the one with the spear had a hole in his truth. Yeah. It can, is God really dead? Where he, the other one was trying to establish the hole in the truth. You've got to feel that hole. And by, let me at least touch it. Wow. Yeah. So I've, I've just seen the, how it is interesting both in both holes of the situation. One had a hole in his truth about Jesus. Be like, well, he must be dead, and that's what I believe the Can church. Can I give you the high revelation? Go for it. Go for it. The go one for it. with the spear pierced mm -hmm. his heart, mm. and because he pierced his heart, he realized who he was. Because the spear went all the way up into the, the area cavity, yeah. of the heart cavity, and blood and water flowed. And I love the way that Passion of the Christ, funny enough, Passion of the Christ depicts right. it, because he's he literally sits under the shower on his coming on his face of the blood and water falling on his face and then he falls down on his knees mm. and realizes this is the Christ. So the one that pierced his heart and the whole truth. Got the whole truth. Ah. Wow. I don't know about you, but it, the Lord had a lot of people poking him. <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah. wow. They still are. 
Can I? <laughs> yes. No, wow. we got to go to questions because we got to finish up. Are we doing up. any, um, like, the prophesying, you know, like, uh, we, so you can we, want to. Are we you dropping want to. You want to. You want to. Can Don't we worry. ask if there's any questions because we've just thrown a whole smorgasbord buffet. I've, I've got about 10 minutes. Yeah. Go for it. If there's any questions, begin to write and, uh, in your portals and, uh, question box. The team has put it up. There's not much I comments have a question. tonight. People are just very quiet. I know. I have a question. So if we don't have one, but if you want to prophesy something, go for it. Yeah. Why don't you go and then we'll yeah. see if there's any questions. Um, I, I got a word for uh, a city called Hope in British Columbia. And um, I, I know that I there know are that place. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of uh, there's a community of truckers there that oh my. They, they have a truck real, stop yeah. uh, at the crossroads in Hope. And the Lord says, I'm bringing about a, a, um, an opening of your eyes that you collectively have a faith that will transform everyone you associate with, says the Lord. So I, the Lord says, I call out to you, my sons and daughters, uh, in hope in British Columbia, if you seek me, you will find me and you will, you will see what you're burdened about become a reality, says the Lord. And, and sort of like British Columbia is, is part of the world, so the world is uh, all getting reset. So, uh, you know, you, this is an encouragement that God's speaking, he could probably speak to you a lot more on even greater subjects, you know. But you've got to take this from the Lord tonight or today. You need to take this, that he's pointed passionate. you... Yeah, he's pointed you out because he's passionate. I do really... Be, I do hope they're, they're listening to us in Canada. They are listening to us in Canada, and I don't know if British Columbia is one of the, you know, provinces that they are listening in. But I am expectant to hear testimonies of these words. Yeah. People contact us and see them fulfilled. I am. Hallelujah. I have a word actually for someone in Sydney, Australia. Wow. And uh, the word is, the Lord says, uh, "Don't give up, or be ready to give away what I'm passionate to give you." Yeah. Wow. And that, I think that comes down again to uh, the Lord's passion for the world. Yep. He seems to be wanting to talk about his passion for the world. Not just one man, but his passion for the world. Yeah. And I hear the Lord saying, you're ready to lay it on the altar. And that's, that's showing your heart posture, which is good. But I'll even go, I, I believe this word is for Pastor Christie. Don't ah. give up what I'm passionate to give you. Wow. Says the Lord. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Very good. Um, what about you, Shin? Come on. Um, if you I, go ahead. Yeah. I want to speak to Turkey. Very want to talk Turkey? Turkey? Yes. Want to talk Turkey? Talk Turkey. Um, and the Lord says to an individual, um, I believe this individual, I get the sense that this individual wants to come to America. Would you say she was a female? 
I believe it is, yes. And the Lord says, my daughter, I want to instill in you the worth of this nation before I release you to come. Very good. Wow. Very, very good. Take it away, Dr. Robin. Um, I've said a lot, but um, I started this whole thing to do with passion. I need to know God's passion. That will, that will make me stand and not move me. I'll be an immovable object. And when anyone who chooses to know that can't be moved. And I believe to tell you tonight that if you go after God's passion, nothing will move you. For those that are wrestling with this very thing, the key is God's passion. And there are many all over the world that were holding the line but now have let go. I would say to you from the Spirit of the Lord all over the world, take a hold again through the passion of the Lord. And then you'll have peace because you don't have peace and you don't have rest. And you're arguing with your family. And you're debating the truth. The Lord says, my children, you don't debate with my truth. Don't. I am a passionate God. And I feel to declare that for all those that are wrestling Right now, I don't need to say whether you're in Australia, in America, there is such a vast amount of you that are doing this. Mm. Grab his passion, then you will not doubt, says the Lord. Just as I go, I want to. I just want to do a, like a call to salvation. Oh, okay. Why, Why not? not? Go for it. If you are a first-time visitor to the portals, or maybe you're listening, um, on, you know, on the podcast um, platform, mm, different, and you feel a conviction. You feel like what we're saying is touching your heart somehow and you don't know what that that feeling is. And Pastor Nate and Pastor Rob have been talking about feelings today. Yeah. The elevated emotion. The Holy Spirit is elevating in some of your emotions to the point where you want to reach out and believe the promise of God. And faith in God begins with acknowledging that our lives have not reached the standard of living that God required. Amen. We all sin and 
we can all receive the forgiveness of sin. So I encourage you, if you've never prayed for the forgiveness of your sins, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to come and live in your heart and be the Lord of your life, this is your opportunity. To be truth. Pray this simple prayer in faith. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins and wash me clean with your blood. I believe you died for my sins and you rose again from the dead so that I may also receive eternal life. Mm. Lord Jesus, come and live in my heart and fill me with your spirit. Amen. And then say, I believe you, Lord. I am saved. I am healed. I am delivered. Say those words Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. And the Lord promises that your life will be transformed and blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you've enjoyed this tonight, let's give us some hearts, guys. Because you haven't given us questions. So I'm going to put my hearts up there because I've enjoyed this tonight. I've enjoyed your, your portion, Pastor Nathan. I've enjoyed your portion, Pastor Tony. And I have enjoyed your Gems and portion, Shania. Oh, so why don't we give ourselves a big load of hearts right now? <laughs> Come on, guys. Hit that heart button. Wow. Let's sell, send the algorithm fly. <laughs> Yep, after that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look, we know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing, so you're gonna need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TorqueTV.org to watch this portal and all the others, exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you. So it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV. Hit that button, baby.